Today's daf is daf Lamed Hey. We're at the top of Lamed Hey Amid Aleph. We just learned yesterday that there's the machlokus of whether or not leaves and shoots are included in the prohibition of a nozir. And the Gemara said the machlokas is dependent upon whether or not you use a pratuklau method or you use a ribuy mute method. Right? Now what the Gemara is pointing out is that in the klau uh, prat method there we use three psukim. There was a prat, there was a klau, and there was a prat. That last prat that we used, which made it prat uchlau prat ke'ein, a prat, which included things that are similar, which are specifically products of the grape, not including the vine itself, that last clause was the chatzanim and the zag, the pits and the skins. Now, we also learned yesterday that there was the opinion of Rabbi Loza ben Azariah, we had earlier in the, in, in, in the Mishnah, Rabbi Loza ben Azariah learned that you actually use the parts of Kharsani Vazak to teach me that you're only chayev if you eat two pits and one, and one skin. That it has to be together, Kharsani Vazak. Which therefore, the Gemara is asking, is that if in fact, you hold like Rabbi Loza ben Azariah, so the word, the pasuk, that third pasuk, Kharsani Vazak is spoken for. Well, if it's spoken for, how could it be part of the Prat, Chlal, Prat method, if I'm already using that third pasuk to teach me something else? That's really the Gemara's question. So Rabbi Loza ben Azariah, the Kamuki Wallahaim Kharsani Vazag, that he uses it, Lomar Shein Chayav Al Shiochal Beis Kharsani Vazag, until you eat two pits and one skin, Pratuminale, how do you know that last Prat? You have a Chlal, Prat, Chlal, Prat, Chlal, Prat, right? Using that third step is, is using the post of Chartzanim Adzag, but you should not be able to use Chartzanim Adzag for your prat klal uprat, since I already need it to teach me a corner of Lesbian Azariah that you have to eat two pits in one skin. So Gemara says the easy way out, which is what we explained yesterday, is that who says Rabbi Lezer ben, Azari, ben Azariah has to hold like the Chachamim that uses the method of Prat Klal Prat, which needs the three Psukim. In fact, he could hold like the position of Rabbi Lazar that uses the miut riboy miut, which only needed two steps and did not have that third pasuk needed for is for the pro, for the riboy for the miut riboy, and therefore that's what that third pasuk is teaching me. He uses a miut riboy friend, which only requires two steps. And therefore allows that third possible to be darshan for something else. Now, the only thing is that you could learn this, and this is the way we did learn yesterday, but then it would be limiting the position of Rabalazar and Azariah that he has to hold like Rabalazar using the mute ribui. With the Gemara is going to be creative now and says, you know, maybe you could even fit Rabalazar and Azariah who darshans mechatsanim and zag, that you have to have two pits and one skin, even in the Chachamim Shita, that there is a Prat Chlal of Prat going on here. Now let me say it outside and then we'll see it inside. What he's going to ask is as follows. If you look at the breakdown of the Psukim, right, they have three Psukim. The first Pasuk includes all of the Pratim, Yain, Veshechar, Chometz, and the, the uh, moist grapes, raisins, all the Pratim are listed in the first Pasuk. Alright? The second pasuk is the klal. 
anything that comes from the vine. That's the, that's the second passage. That's the general rule. And then it goes again to specifics. Michatsanim Adzak, pits and skins, right? Now, very interesting. If all pits and skins were here for is to teach me you have to have two pits and one skin, let's say that's just, let's assume that that's what it's coming to teach me. Why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu in His infinite wisdom break the Psukim up in such a way? Where would you expect the specification? That's, that's a, the, it's Pratim. You're talking about Prat. Where should that have been included? Should be in the first one. Why not put it together with all? That would have been the right system. All the specifics are written in Pasuk A. Then they have a general statement, Pasuk B. Why you take out of that first Pasuk and put, again, pits and skins, put it as Pasuk 3. Says the Gemara that it could be over here, it's true, that the words themselves are not redundant because I needed to teach me two pits, two pits and one. But the location is what we're darshaning. The fact that two, two seeds and one pit, two pits, Two pits and one skin. Right. So therefore, but the fact that it changed, it pulled it out of the list of specifications and put it in, it put it in at, as a third posse, its own posse, allows us to darshan this according to even Rabbi Lezman Azariah, he can hold like the Chachamim, that you can look at it as a prat klau uprat. Clear? I missed the very last. That's the key piece here. The point over here is that our question was, it's not redundant. So how do you know it's here to teach me a, a, a prat klau prat? It's, you can't use it as a prat. But it, 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 it's coming to teach me something else. The answer is, if all it was there to teach me something else, it would have been listed together in the first passage with the other specifications, with the other limitations. Why is it being separated out and put it after the general rule? Must be it's coming to do something else here. It's coming to teach me a prat, klal, a prat. That's what the Moraz Darshan. So Moraz is like this. Ebois, Emo. Else you could say, actually, the Velazim Azari Kurabonan. Uh, you could even hold like Rabbonin. These are the dies with the Amar, Azariah. If you hold, it's only here to teach me what Rabbalazim Azariah was telling me. That has to be two pits and one skin. Then it should be recorded by the other specifics, which is which Pasuk? Pasuk 1. So my So why did I write it after the the general rule in Pasuk two? Why did he make that a Pasuk three? Shmami no to teach me that in addition that it to teach me that you need to have a corner of Elizabeth two pits and one skin. It's coming to teach me a secondary thing. What else is coming to teach me to allow me to use this Lilam Prat that it's coming to teach me that it's a prat after the cloud. Now, ask the Gemara the obvious question. Well, maybe that's all it's coming to teach me. How do you know? Maybe that you're saying is that the location is teaching me that it's a prat, it's a cloud followed by a, a prat, right? The prat's coming out of the cloud. Maybe that's all it's there to teach me. And maybe, therefore, you should not be able to learn from this what? Right! So what it says, So maybe all it's coming to teach me, says Yerubalazim Azariah, if all it was coming to teach me is its location of its a prat, klal, a prat, but nothing to do about the fact that you have to have two pits and one skin, then really the way it should have been listed as either in the plural, pits and skins, or in the singular, a pit and a skin. Why did the Torah make it 
Pits, plural. Skin, singular. Obviously, it's coming to teach me something else. What else, in addition, is coming to teach me? That it has to be two pits in one skin. That's what he's going to say. But it says like this. In the plural. In the singular. Why did the Torah write it? Plural on the pits. Singular on the skin. For you see, it's coming to teach me First of all, that it's a clallop rot, that because of its location, that you look at it as the specification after the generalization. The Kanaman Limish Bay, and also the secondary thing you can learn out from here is what? Is Achiochal Shnechat Sonim Vizag, two pits and one skin. Okay, now. What the Gemara is going to ask right now is as follows. And again, I think this is a change it a little bit from what we said yesterday. From what we said yesterday, that you know, there was a Mesorah. There was a Mesorah. One set of rabbis had used the Klal uh, method. The other set of rabbis had the Ribu Miut uh, method. And therefore, and according to Rabbi Lazar, he uses the Miut Ribu method. But Tosfos over here explains the Gemara's question very interestingly. He says like this, that if you read the Gemara carefully, it's mashma like this, that even though Rabbi Lozar favors what method? He favors using a miut riboy method, right? It, this, it seems to be the reason why he favors that method is because you don't have, in this case, the third verse available. You don't have it as a specification. You don't have it available. The The only two process, not three. The Gemara infers that if in fact, it implies, implies that if in fact that third Pasuk would have been available, would have been open, then he would have agreed with the Chachamim that don't look at this as a miut ribui, but what would he have agreed with them? That it's a prat klal prat. So it's coming out, it's very interesting, it's not just black and white. They always hold from Neut Reboy, they always hold Klaw Prat Klaw. Meaning that even if you hold that Neut Reboy method is more preferable, there are cases that you would relearn a Prat Klaw Prat method. When you have a Prat with a Klaw in the middle and a Prat, then you would prefer to learn it. The only reason we don't apply that over here because you don't have that third Pasuk over. So the Gemara wants to see, wants to know, are there other examples where we would see Rabbi Lozer, who even though he prefers using Rebuy Mute method, but because it's a Prat Klalu Prat, would allow it to be darshan as a Prat Klalu Prat, which implies from Al because he doesn't learn as a Prat Klalu Prat, because you only have two steps over here and not three. That's the understanding that the Re says in Tosa as you take a look. So, Why does Rabbi Elazar say the third Pasuk is not available? Because he uses Khartsani Mazag, like Rabbi Lozer and Azaria used it. That's where he explained it. He uses it for two pits and one skin. Like that's, that was the understanding. It's not available according to him. He doesn't agree with the Lomdas we just said. Alright? So why is it like this? For Rabbi Lazar, the Darsh Miyut Veribui, that he over here Darsh and Zafka is a Miyut Veribui, because you don't have the third Pasuk available. So Prat Chal Prat Minale, where do we see, that's what one's question really is, where do we see in other cases that where it would not be a two-step process, but actually it would be a three-step process, starting with a Miyut, ending with a Miyut, that he would agree that how would you learn it, that you'd learn it out as a cloud. Uh, a, pl- a prat, klal, uprat. 
he would derive, he would see that the source of, uh, uh, where he would, where he would apply the bright cloud, bright method, from the following possible. Now this possible is talking about the Shomrim. We know that there's four sets of Shomrim, and there's differences between them. Shomr Chinam is part of Gneva Veda, Shomr Sachar, if you get a paid watchman, is Chayv and Gneva Veda. So this possible specifically is referring to the laws of a Shomer Sachar and the items that the laws of Shomer Sachar would apply to, where we would say is Chayev and Gneva Veda, but it has to be what, what specific items is he taking responsibility for that he would be Chayev and Gneva Veda and we'd be Potter and owns him, let's say, in, in, in things that's beyond his control. So Potter starts like this, Kiyitan Ish El Re'eyu, when a person gives to his friend Chamar or Shor or Seh, now clearly, that first clause, if he gives him a donkey, he gives him an ox, he gives him a sheep, that's a prat. Right? You're specifying exactly what the items are, right? Now, v'chol behema, alright, all animals, we're going to see this in the Mephorosh, this is the way in the Mephorosh, Texas has a different way of learning this, but chol behema, all animals, seems to open it up to be more of a general term, right? Lishmar, now, the reason why it's more general, the Rishonim speak out of it here, because all animals include, whether it is domesticated animals, wild animals, right? That includes, it, it's much more, it's much broader. Lishmar, to safeguard, implies only things that are able to be safeguarded, safeguarded which would exclude wild animals. wild animals, right? So Lishmar, Chaza Uparat, that goes back and is a specification again. So Prat Chlal Uprat, when you have a Prat Chlal Uprat, that's what we have over here. So then the specification is defined that what you, what, um, what you, what you, what, I'm sorry, the, the, what is derived from here with the generalization is limited to characteristics that are found by the specifications by those things that are more specific. And therefore, what is specifically included and what is excluded. So at the, the Gemara in uh, Bamatziah, I believe this is, the Gemara in Bamatziah, Daphne Zion, learns out that the laws of Shomer Sachar do not apply to something that A, is not intrinsic, has intrinsic value. All the items here are, are things of intrinsic value. So for example, what would not be intrinsic value? A, a star. An IOU. An IOU represents value, but it does not have intrinsic value. The laws of Shomer Sachar would not apply to an IOU. Something else which we learn out from here, it has to be something that is movable. Things that are movable. These are all movable items. What's not considered movable? Property. So therefore, Shomer Sacher laws would not apply to property. And since whenever you learn something applies to property, it also applies to Evet Kanani, because even though Evet Kanani is uh, movable, but you have Xerah Shavar. So therefore, those three things, Shtaros, Avodim, and Karkos, and Avodim, are excluded from the Shomer Sacher law. But what do you see here? An example of a Prat... Chlal Prat, and the one is saying this would be embraced by Rabbi Lozer because you have three steps, starting with a Prat, ending with a Prat. Here you would agree you do not use the Reboi Miut method, but you do use the Chlal Prat method. Okay. Now, Rava Amar, Rava gives another example of where you see that according to Rabbi Lozer, you would apply the Prat Chlal method. Now, what's this talking about? Mahaikra. This is a positive talking about by Korban Ola and talking about what animals can be used for the Korban and what cannot be used. 
So now it starts off like this. The imin says the imin from from already is a, is a, is a, is a specification. Why? Because you're not saying all. You're saying from. So imin that's the prat hatzon all flocks. That implies all flocks. That's the klal kvasim the izim. Now actually it's it's, it's paraphrasing because again it says mina kvasim mina izim from the uh, the sheep and from the goats, that's Chaza Uparat. So that goes back again is a specification. It starts of Min, which is a specification. Hatzon is the Klal. Kvasim Izim, Mina Kvasim, Mina Izim, that's Chaza Uparat. Pratuklal Uprat, that's a Klal Pratuklal. So therefore, Yatadan Elekein Uprat, and you only learn that it's got the same marker, same, same things out of the specification to exclude certain items. Now, what is it excluding over there? So the Rush explains, that it's excluding as follows. That the, the original specification of min, min, and some, and not all, would mean anything involved in an Aveira. Any animal involved in Aveira would be automatically excluded. For example, bestiality, excluded from a carbon. What else? If an animal, let's say, was used to drag Shorvachamor, a donkey and an ox, were used to, uh, they mixed, you mixed them, a donkey and ox used to drag a, a wagon, or that also would be an Avera, would be excluded. So now, what is being, because now it's not just a mute, but it's a, it's not a prat alone, but it's a prat, it's a, it's, it's a prat klau and prat, what is now being uh, uh, learned? It's only excluding, says the Rosh, where the animal, the Avera, intrinsically used the body of the animal, such as bestiality. But something where the animal's force is being used, but not actually the animal's body, such as the Shorva Chamor dragging, that would not be excluded. That's what's being, that's not being excluded. According, but according to this Prat Klawa Prat, which was saying that Rabbi Lazar would embrace. Now, I'm a little bit of a discard to the rover. You would have been discard just asks rover the following question. You're bringing me a klal prat, a prat klal uprat from the beginning of uh, the first, first chapter of Vayikra. If you're already going to bring it there, why not bring it from an earlier posseg? I mean, you're already bringing it from Vayikra. There's a posseg right away, posseg base in Vayikra. So why are you skipping what seems to be a prat klal uprat? In, in the beginning, right, Mamish in the beginning of Vayikra, and you're trying to bring me a Raya from later on in the Psukim in Vayikra, why not bring the Prat Chal Prat that Rav would embrace right away in the beginning? Where do we see this? So, Leilav Min Hadein Kral, learn out from the following. Now, this is also, this is specifically written by the Korban Ola. What does it say over here? It says, the, pasuk, the, whole, the whole passage right, it, it reads as follows, three in the Torah or Ashalem. Dabrel Bnei Yisrael, Adam, a person, Ki Yakriv Mikem Korban Lashem, Min, which is excludes your statement, Habehema, Min Abakar, Min Atzon Takrivas Korbonchen. So how do we break up this posse? So yeah, there's a machlok in the show exactly how to learn this the the, the, the prat klal, the prat. Let's just see how it reads. Min is a prat. Min, Habehema, some Behema, not all of them, that's a prat, right? Klal. Uh, I mean, it's prat. Habehema, alright, Habehema is a cloud because Habehema is much more of an inclusive statement, especially Behema could mean uh, wild animals, not wild animals. So the way uh, Min would be from, the way the way the Gemara assumes right now means not all animals are included, only some. What animals are excluded from being for a carbon? If you're a Chaya, if you're not a domesticated animal. Habehema seems to include even 
non-domesticated animals. Because behema, even though behema itself could be referring to a certain classification of animals which is domesticated, but in a generic term, behema is also much broader, which includes non-domesticated air, right? Therefore, ha behema is the cloud. Bakar betzon, clearly bakar betzon is referring to domesticated animals, all right? So they have parat. So prat chal prat. Here we see a prat chal prat. Here that elke and a prat. And they therefore learn out similar to prat. What would be similar to prat? So the, the, the Rosh explains it means as follows. Is that you would have excluded all non-domesticated animals from the first exclusion, but because it's a prat chal prat that you don't exclude everything, you have to look at what the specifics are. You only exclude uh, something which is a non-domestic animal that does not have a, 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 a uh, there's certain, there's certain animals that are domesticated animals that also have a form of non-domesticated animals. For example, an ox. There's an ox and there's a wild ox. But a deer, there's not a domesticated deer and a non-domesticated deer. So therefore, what I would exclude now based on the product called the product, I would exclude non-domestic animals that do not have a, a counterpart that is domesticated because the prat call a prat. That's, that's how you would learn it. The point that's being made over here is why do you have to skip over this prat of and go to a later one in Vayikra? Why not even start with this one? So I'm going to lay, so Rava answered him, he says, because I don't see this as such a great prat of This is not such a good example of prat of So therefore, minhai lekala mishmamino. That, using that as a prat of I would not be able to derive that there's actually a prat of because it would actually come out with the wrong halal. Why? I would say as follows. What are you going to say? Minha behema. Right? Now, minha behema from the behema. Yeah, you're right. What about behema? Behema. What's the place? Behema. Behema. Isn't a chai including behema? And therefore, the minha behema would have to say some chayas are excluded and some behemas are excluded. Now, we know it's not true. There is no such thing as some behemoths not excluded. All behemoths, as long as they fit, are included. So what do you mean some chayas are excluded, some behemoths are excluded? So therefore using that as the pratachlal, that it's not, would not come out with the right halachic outcome. So, uh, so, <coughs> so therefore that's why I would not be able to use it. So what did, uh, that, that, that's why I, I, I didn't want to use it. So I'm a lay, so who is this? Um, Rabbi Yehuda uh, Descartes said, I wouldn't have thought ever to make that mistake. Why? Because from the end of the Pasuk, it makes clear, say, I'm a lay, here you would not have been able to say what's being excluded, mina behema, is some behemas and some chayas. I would not have thought that. Why? Because haksiv bakar betsayim. Since at the end of the Pasuk, it makes clear, the statement is that the only thing that is good is if it's similar to Bakar Vitzon, I would never have thought to exclude Sam Bakar would not be excluded from it. So therefore, to say what you're saying, that it would have come out a faulty uh, uh, halachic outcome, uh, therefore, so therefore, I don't agree with you. This is a good example of it. And if anything, you want to bring a raya that Rabbi could hold a Prat Chala Prat, where you have the three steps starting with the Prat and the Prat, this could have been brought... Uh, as a riot, yet to done elokena prat. This could have been brought as a riot. Now, the Gemara, the Rishon explained. The next piece of the Gemara is the following. Now, I haven't seen, I haven't seen anyone say this exactly, but I, I think what the shot is is like this: is that we know. Let's just take the Yikimamidah Shatorn addresses by him. The thirteen hermeneutical principles. The way it worked is. 
The Torah gives a prototype. And from the prototype, you bring examples how to apply it. For example, Kalva Chaimer. Actually, there are ten. Rashi brings down in, in, in Chumash that there's ten Kalva Chomers that are listed in the Torah. But those become the prototypes to applying other Kalva Chomers. So therefore, on all your Gimel Midos, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Moshe Rabbeinu a prototype. And that prototype became the prototype for the rest of, uh, for Chazal, for later on, to say, well, this is how we're going to define the Yud Gimel Midos, or the Lamed Beis Midos of Yossi Aglili. What the Gemara is asking, in the Chachamim Shita, that the primary way of learning is the, is the Klau Prat Uchlau, and from there you can derive a Prat Klau Prat, we're going to see the differences between them in a moment, but they want to know where is, where is the prototype that was given to Moshe, of the cloud Pratuklau, that from there we derive all other deriva- derivations of usage of that one of the Yirgimel Midos, Shatona Deshabam. That's what the Moro is asking. I think that's the way, if you take a look, I think that's what the, um, the way Taisus and the Rosh seem to be learning this. From where do we know, according to the Rabbonan, that cloud Pratuklau is primary? Where do we learn that from? Where is that? It's very interesting. The language in this Nazir is so difficult. There's like segues and transitions and, 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 they don't, and just doesn't, doesn't tell you because again, the lack of editing as we saw. Now, it says the one of the one brings from the following. We know that there is a halacha that you are a farmer and you have to bring your Meiser Shani to Eretz Yisrael uh, to, 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 uh, to Yerushalayim, in Yerushalayim, to schlep tons and tons of produce is just not, uh, not practical. So the Torah says not to worry. You can transfer your Miser Shani onto silver coins, onto, onto money, and then that money can be taken to Yerushalayim and used to purchase. Now, what can you buy in Yerushalayim with the money? And that's what we're talking about over here. And that's a cloud prat uchlau. That's the primary cloud prat uchlau that is used to teach all the other ones in the Torah. Now, let's see. Let's go. That you'll use this money for whatever your heart desires. Do you think that's a specification or is that a generalization? What? Specification or generalization? All your heart's desires. All your heart desires, Mashma, you can do whatever you want, right? That's the generalization, right? That's a cloud. That's a cloud. Then it goes, with cattle, with sheep, with wine, with, with aged wine. That's clearly what? Prat, right? That's a prat, alright? The end of the Bible says, and whatever your, your again, your heart uh, requires of you, that goes back and is a generalization. So you start with a klal, you went to a prat, and you finish with a klal. So what do we learn from your klal, prat, to klal, when you have a generalization, specification, generalization, you use the specification to define the generalization, and therefore the generalization becomes limited to whatever the characteristics of the specifications are. And what do we learn from there? It's things that can reproduce. All the items that were mentioned there are things that could reproduce. Whether reproduced through animals or through plants or through wine, is grapes, but things that are able to reproduce, i.e. excluding what? Salt. Salt is not a reproducible item, okay? You cannot buy salt with your money. But you know the car can have to go something that nourishes from the ground. What nourishes from the ground? Even birds nourish from the ground. You know what don't nourish from the ground? Fish! 
Fish don't nourish from the ground. So you cannot use fish. So you want to go there to Israel, you want to go to Shalim and buy gefilte fish, you cannot buy your gefilte fish with it. You need to use specifically things that are, uh, are, are, are reproduced and nourished from the ground. I've called pre pre everything that reproduces, because the can nourish from the ground. So anyway, point is, this is the primary situation where you learn kral, prat, uchlal, and from there we also learn prat, uchlal, uprat, and we learn kral, prat, prat, kral. All of this becomes the prototype. This is ground zero, okay? Now, ask it more like this. One wants to know, this is mechanics, mechanics of your gimel meters, is what we're going to be dealing with from now to the end of the page. Let's go through. Mechdi, let's see. So we say when you have a generalization, you have a specification, and then you have a final generalization. So what happens? So we said it's not open-ended because you have a specification. So what does the specification do? It limits the generalization that you can only include things that have similar characteristics to what? To whatever that specification, to specification was. So, Ke'en Prada Okay. Now, the one who wants to know, what did the last cloud actually do? When you started off, you had a cloud, a generalization. It seems to be everything. Whatever your heart's desire. Then you limited it. All right? Right? Now, if you would have just stopped there, what's the difference if you would have stopped there as opposed to adding the generalization on the back end? What is going to be the difference? That is what we're going to, the one wants to know. Mechanically, in terms of drosha, what's the difference between a cloud prat and a cloud prat uchlau? Now, let me explain it outside what the difference is so we can read it inside well. But the difference is going to be that if you would have stopped, it would have been a cloud prat, then the only thing you could learn so is what point, exactly... Right? What's that? Isn't that also like a mere ribbon? We're, we're, getting, we're not dealing okay. with mere ribbon now. now. If you had a cloud of prat, what we would have said is the only thing that could be included is actually ein baklau elamashu prat. The Torah saying is it started off being like anything, but it's not everything. It's only these particular items. You wouldn't even be able to say things that are like these items. The only way you could say things that are like these items because you have what? Because you have the claw at the end. That comes out a big difference. The claw at the end opens it up to be things that share similar characteristics. But if it wouldn't have had the claw at the end, then you would have been limited specifically to what? Only those items. Only those items. That's the difference. Simona says like this. So says the Gemara, Klala Bratza Basra Maya Honey. What did the last claw help? A honey. It did help. Lo sufe to add call the dummy to to add anything that is similar to the specifications. Okay, so therefore that's a very big gain because with that being a cloud prat, it would have only been it would have been not would have been keena prat, it would be masha prat. That's the drush. That's the way it's written in the Gimlis. Klal the prat, ain't baklal ella masha prat. Specifically, what the prat is, but klal prat to klal makes it keena prat, similar to the prat that opens it up. Fine. Says my list. Okay, fine. Says the Now let's go. We weren't dealing with this case on the Amid Olive. We weren't dealing with a cloud prat cloud. What were we dealing with? We were dealing with a prat cloud prat. Now the one wants to know what. How does that work? And also, what's going to be the difference? Because the outcome seems to be the same. It's similar to the specification. So what is Vesu, Furthermore, prat to cloud prat. When you have a prat and you have a cloud followed by a prat, what's the outcome? So we said the outcome is keena prat. Again, you only can generalize things that have the same markers that are similar to the prat. Alright? Dainina, that's what we derive from that. So now, let's be saying the same thing. What's the difference now? The one is going to know, what's the difference? It would have been a prat uchlau, stop there, 
Or if it's a prat, klal, or prat. What's the difference between if it would have had the last prat or did not have the last prat? So we say the rule outcome is that, you spe- that the generalization can only include things that are similar to the specification. So prat What did the last prat help? What did you gain by the last prat? When it says you gain a tremendous amount, why? Let's speak it out. Because if it would not have had the last prat, so what would you have had? You would have had a prat uchlal. If you would have a prat uchlal, what would you have said at that point? You start of being things that only limit to specific items. Then it says it open it up everything. So without that last prat, I would have added open-ended. So you need that last prat to limit it. So when it says like this, e last prat of it wouldn't have been the last prat. Hava amina, nasa klal, mosev alaplat. I would have thought that the middle generalization without the last specification is adding to the first prat and that opens it up completely. That's why I need the last prat. What does the last prat do? Limits it. Limits it to ke'ena prat. Only thing similar. Now the one wants to know, you've said two types of limudim. Now listen to this outside. There's a klal prat to klal. What's the outcome of a klal prat to klal? Well, a big, little, big, it, it limits, it, uh, it limits it. Only two things that are similar, similar to the prat. Other way around. Prat klal of prat, what do we say the outcome is? Prat klal prat. That's limiting, opening, limiting. It makes it similar to whatever's limited. Uh, right. So, when I say, so what's the difference in the outcome between a klal prat klal to prat Klau prat. Now let's just understand this from a logical standpoint. Which one do you think would be more inclusive? The the klau prat klau. You would think. Why? Because you're big, little, big. Because it's got two claws. Right. Two claws. The other one only has one. So what I'm going to say that's going to be the difference. Why? In, in in both cases, it has to be similar to the specification. But similar to the specification means it has markers. But how many markers does it have to have? If it is a, if it is a prat cloud prat, then even if something only shares one, one, uh, uh, what do you call it? One marker, so that it's already, it's included in the, in the limitation. Whereas if you have a cloud prat uchlau. If it's got one similar, it opens it up to everything. What's it, what, which one? Which one is which one is which is the way? I reverse it on you. I'm sorry. Let, let's, let's read it inside. Let me see. Let me see if I. So one says like this. Let, let's maybe, I'm, maybe you're right. Let's read it inside. So one says as follows. So Mefti train klali prati whether it's two klali and one prat, which is a klali prat to klali, or train prati to klali, or if it's two prati and one klali, kain prati. Either way, it comes out similar to the specification is what is being derived, what is being included in the aloha. So my ika beini beini. What's the difference between the two of them? Ika says the more is a big difference. The ilu tartin klali uprata because if you, I think you were right. If it's two clouds and one prot, so then it's two clouds and one prot, so then all you need is one so marker, one marker to include it oh. in the halacha. So therefore you're right. If it's even, uh, there's a specific specification that is similar, even with one marker, one similarity, that's already included in the drosha. But tray prati bechlal, but if it has two specifications with a klal in the middle, so ika prata dami mishnei Only if it got two markers that are similar, because it's much more limiting. So only when it's got two markers that are similar, 
We've only got one marker that is similar to the specification. We would not include. Now the Gemara wants to know the following. Gemara wants to know it like this. So let's talk about comparing the two avenues. Um, right, we had the cloud prata cloud method, and we had the ribuy mute ribuy method. And what I want to know as follows: is what is going to be a practical difference? Whether, if let's say you had a prat and you had a cloud, or you had, according to some opinions, it's a mute and a ribuy. At the end of the day, we want to: is the outcome going to be the same? Do we say that since you have after these, either the specific specification or the limitation, you have a generalization or an amplification. Is there a difference whether you follow a neo ribui method or whether you follow a a prat klal method? Now I'm going to read to you the way the Gemara reads. Tosvos has a number of difficulties with this, and based on these difficulties, the Rishonim actually changed the girsa around in order to make it make sense. But let's read the words. So, Mechti, let's see. Pratuchlal, Masuchlal, Mosibala Prat. If all you had was a Prat followed by a Klal, so we said the Klal is Mosib, it adds to the Prat, it open ends it, Lachora. Vesrabi Komilin, everything's included. Umir the Ribo, and if you follow the Mir Ribo's method, which is specification, amplification, Nami, Ribo Hakol, everything is being included. Vesrabi Komilin, therefore, Open-ended, everything included. So So what's the difference when you follow a mute ribuy situation or you follow a prat cloud situation? Says the Gemara Ika. Now look at the wording here. You're going to guys tell me what the problems are. The ilu prat uchlau. Now if you use a prat uchlau method, marbinon, we would include in our case, right, the case by the Nazir, afilo alin v'lulovin. You would have said that what's included, you would have said that the Nazir is not allowed to have leaves or, or shoots. Umiyut, uh, v'riba, but if you follow the miyut and riboy situation, lulovin in, only shoots, but alin but you'll not be able to have leaves. Now, that's the way Akumara reads. Now, there's a number of very difficult problems with this. Number one, this seems to contradict yesterday's daf. Because yesterday's daf, we learned that using the Reboimut method, using the Reboimut method, we actually learned leaves and shoots are permissible. Right? And we learned that using the Prat Uchlau method, that leaves and shoots are not. So Tosas has two problems over here. Number one is that over here it seems to be that the Ribu and Mute method is not as inclusive as the Pratuslaw method, which from yesterday's daf, it's Mashma exactly the opposite, number one. Number two, we're making a distinction here between leaves and shoots. But yesterday we said that whatever applies to the laws of leaves applies to the laws of shoots. The distinction we made was only that twigs, things are not, uh, are not that edible, right? So Taisvah gets into a very difficult thing over here. Taisvah says you have to say that we're talking about leaves that are, the leaves that it's referring to over here are not edible leaves. So not edible leaves are similar to non-edible shoots. And when it talks about shoots, it talks about edible shoots, which also includes edible leaves. But either way, it doesn't answer the other question. The other question was, why would it be that the Rebuy Mute method, the Mute Rebuy method, is more limiting than the... So therefore, Samar Shonim actually switched it around. It really answers both questions. So why is it like this? So the, the way you have to read it is as follows. The Ilu 
Riboy miut. Change when it says riboy miut when it says cloud prod. The way it should read, I guess, by riboy miut marbin and afilo alin lovin. That includes everything, including leaves and shoots. When it's using the cloud prod method, the most you could maybe include is the shoots in, but alin lo. At least that deals with, it comes out that it's more inclusive in the mute riboy method than in the prod cloud method, and then it aligns with what we learned yesterday, gentlemen. Have a wonderful day.